The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Fundaman, Fundaman, what's up out there? How you doing? How's everybody out there? Funda world, how you be? Uh, I know that's not proper grammar. I know, I know. But sometimes we got to lighten up the mood a little bit. We can't get too uptight in life. We need to lighten up. Allows us to smell the roses and enjoy that cup of coffee. So uh, I want to lighten it up a little bit if we can. Welcome back to Fundamentals. We're talking about this great men's show. So welcome back. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, uh, Funda World, that 2017 is going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a great year. You heard it right here on Fundamentals. Now, we need to understand, first of all, that that greatness starts with all of us having a positive attitude. Look, I know there are circumstances swirling around in your life and in the world that uh, many times impacts our mood and attitude. But you know what? Again, what I've told you before, you can only control what you can control. And one thing that you can control, fundament is your attitude. So I want you to have a positive attitude. Someone uh, once said, and they said it better than I could say it, and that is that your attitude will determine your altitude. And I know every one of us is trying to do better to try to improve the quality of our life. And I want to see all of our funder audience attain accomplishments that you have never been able to attain before. I want to see this funder audience, the funder men, funder world, everybody that's involved to attain uh, or to make a quantum leap, let's say that in your life in 2017. I want to see it happen. But in order for that to happen, it absolutely means nothing if you don't believe it as well. You know, I believe it can happen. But you have to believe that it can happen. You have to internalize it and say, you know what, I can make this thing happen. It's like that song says back in the old days, it says, if I believe it, I can achieve it. So flip that around. If you believe it from the men, you can achieve it. If you believe this is going to be a good year, it will be a good year. 
You have to believe it. You have to internalize it. You know, I, I used to tell my sales reps that if I believe in your career more than you believe in your career, then Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got to take some ownership of this thing. You've got to take some ownership of your life. You know, you can't just count on things to turn around. Stuff is not going to just happen. And sometimes, many times, uh, I've seen people over the years that they just keep existing and hope things are going to change one day. No, that's not how it happens. You have to make changes happen. You have to take some ownership. You have to take some responsibility. And then you can make some changes. Uh, you know, uh, if we're going to make this thing happen in this whole fund world and all of the great things that we've been talking about over the past several months, uh, for one, I need you to understand it's imperative that fundamentals and me as your host be committed. And I want you to understand that you have the whole fundamentals team behind you. We are committed. We are 200% committed in your development. We are 200% committed in you accomplishing what you want to accomplish in life. We, we're not doing this as just simply an exercise. We're doing this and are part of this program because we believe in you and what we're trying to accomplish. But now, it's equally important that you be involved. I'm committed to your success but are you committed? I see, see, I'm a champion for men. I want you to understand that. From the men, I'm in your corner. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in you. I'm your biggest fan. Let's make it happen. Not only am I a champion for men, but I'm a supporter uh, of men, but I also love women. Don't get, don't get it wrong now. I'm a supporter of women and the things that they've been able to accomplish in life as well. I started fundamentals because I saw a gap. I said, women are progressing, but at the same time, men uh, had kind of plateaued because there had not been a focus on men's issues. So that's what it's all about. But realistically, I'm a, I'm a person that appreciates life and I want to see everybody be who they can be. Um, so, fundamentally, my question to you right off the bat is, are, are you all in with me? You know, are, are you all in on your success? Are you all in uh, in your development as well? So, I'm asking you, if you're all in with me, just drop me an email and just say, Carl, I'm all in. I'm in the process of get, having a free gift that I want to send to everybody that, that identifies us as fundamental and fund the world. But, so we're going to get that out uh, real soon. But yeah, you can start dropping emails. So I have your email address and we can send some things to you that uh, I think would be, you would appreciate. Oh, man, I feel good today. I want you to know that. I feel, I feel extremely well and uh, looking forward to working with you, and we're going to get some growth. To anybody that's new with us today, I say welcome. Welcome to Fundamentals. We, we're talking about the new uh, hot program on the radio that uh, is, is going somewhere, and we're getting some results. The show that is about getting results. It is a men's show, but it's a, it has benefits to everybody, and it's about getting results. You know, what, what, what we are about is to give you the tools 
to help you to make the major improvements in your life, to help you do stuff that you always wanted to do but never did. And here, realistically, fundamentally, it's also to, to, to straight to the point, it's to challenge many of us to get out of the way of your own self. Because realistically, many times the thing that keeps you from being great is not things that are around you. It's not obstacles and all that. Most of the time, the number one person that's in your way is you. You've got to get out the way. You've got to get out your own head. So we want to challenge you to get out the way of yourself so that you can be the real, authentic you. And you can shine. Because as you all have heard me say many times over the last several months that uh, every human being has a place in this life and no one can fill the void that is left when you are not being who you were created to be. For those of you who don't know me, I'm your host, Carl Bobo. Again, welcome to Fundamentals. Look here, I think we've got a good show for us today. We, uh, we want to have a little fun with it, but at the same time, we want to deal with something that I think is I think is extremely important in all of our uh, overall development and being who we want to be in life. So, uh, what I have chosen as a a topic today, as a platform for us to kind of you know talk about and launch off from, uh, is misled by blind conformity. I want y'all to think about that. Let me say it again. Misled by blind conformity. I want you to think. Here's a question for you. Why do you do what you do? I know I've asked myself that same question sometimes. Like, Carl, why'd you do that? It didn't make sense. So it's a question. Fundamental. Why do you do what you do? Have you ever really thought about this before? I'm going somewhere with this. With this. Is it because you mimic your parents? Come on, fundamental. In front of the world, is that one? Is that a reason? Is it because you mimic some of your friends? Is that your reason for some of the stuff that you do? Is it because you, you know, you got this uh, given to what I would call a faint recollection of, of of what a past teacher may have told you, or maybe what your pastor at church? said one day or your circle of friends or maybe it's something a politician told you maybe you, you give into a faint recollection of, of, of some of those uh, politicians out there or here's the question here's a better question or do you truly follow your own principled course now that's a question for you you know, why, why do we do what we do? You know, are, are we doing it because of we're influenced by other people and things out there? Or are you really following your own principal course in life? 
from the men. Are you really able to take risk and depart from what I call the, is the norm? Or are you kind of stuck in the conventions of your, uh, your social group that because you're stuck there in the conventions of your social group that, you, that, that departure from them never occurs to you? See, subconsciously, sometimes we can just be stuck and don't even realize it. You know, may, maybe you feel you will be judged as being different. Maybe you feel you'll be judged as being unique or, or, or possibly even worse. I mentioned a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Spencer, uh, to you a while back ago, who's a, uh, got his PhD in, in psychology, and uh, uh, we were peers and friends and uh, for years. But but he, he he said he said conformity is a powerful force. He said he said Carl, it, it causes you to change your opinions, your judgments or your actions so that they, for one, match the opinions, judgments, or actions of other people. Think about that fundamental. Or, he says, conformity causes you to change your, your opinions, judgments, or actions so that they match the normal rules of a social group or situation. And I got to agree with him there. That, 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 that's pretty deep right there. Because he, he, he said that, that, that pressure to conform can lead you, and hear this fundament, can lead you to publicly agree with a group, but privately disagree and not accept this position as your, your own, at least, uh, not until you're free from that group's influence, so to speak. You know, think about it. Now, I'm here in Northern California, and, and I'm sure we've heard this all throughout uh, uh, the country, especially over the last year or so, uh, this thing about global warming. You know, so, so, so one example would be that you badmouth global warming people to blend in with your buddies. Oh, I don't believe in that crap. I don't believe it's warming up. I don't believe that stuff. But at the same time, in your mind, you're secretly crossing your fingers and hoping that something slows down the environmental destruction. So we talk, we, we, we're talking about conformity this morning. Now, here, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a deep question for you that I want you to think about as we really deal with this misled by blind conformity. Are you a liar? if you conform to the group rather than you support what's in your own heart? And that's a deep question for you right there. <laughs> Many of us don't want, want to look at it that way, but, but that's realistic. And I think it's important that we, we all look at it that way. You know, are you a liar? Fund the men, fund the world. Are you a liar if you conform 
to the group rather than support what's in your own heart. Read a, a, a quote by uh, Dr. Robert Anthony that said, and it kind of you know startled me, but I had me make a bit of ties into where we are. He said, the opposite of bravery is not cowardice, but conformity. Think about that. I've always thought, and we've always looked at, you know, brave coward. No, he said the opposite of bravery is not cowardice, it's conformity. So fun man, we, we we need to we need to explore this a little bit. You know, fun man, I was thinking over the holidays about some of the questions that you submitted. And that we've already discussed and will continue to discuss and and and, and coupled with my drive to work with with, with the group and uh, to make this year an awesome year for us all. I, I just thought that this misled by blind conformity uh, was an appropriate uh, topic for us to deal with right now because, you know, I, it, it could be, conformity could be just that one thing that is holding you back, holding someone back that's listening to this program from being the great and super awesome person that you ought to be. It could be that one thing that's hoping, holding you back from excelling. It could be that one thing that's hoping, holding you back from opening that business. It could be that one thing that's holding you back from, from, from writing that book. It could be that one thing that's holding you back from allowing you to shine. And I wanna make sure that, that, that we deal with this. And then, you know, uh, one of the second reason I wanted to get into this and I thought this would be a good topic is, you know, I thought it was a good follow up to last week's talk on stress. You know, after all, conformity can contribute to stress because you're not real. Doesn't you, you, You're trying to conform to what everybody else thinks you ought to be and you're not being the real person that you can. Now. What, what, what makes conformity such a, what, what I guess I said what I say is a troublesome uh, phenomenon is that it actually can make you, for one, behave in a cruel and hateful way. Oh, yeah. It can make you knowingly hurt someone because I don't know, an authority figure assures you that it's okay. And it can make you totally contradict what you know in your heart is right. Fundament, do you see why I wanted to talk about this today? See, I think this is a problem that first of all needs to be understood. We need to understand that it's there. We need to understand that it's real. And then it needs to be put in check. So, he, so here's another question for you, Fundaman. How much of what you do is influenced by something or someone or a group rather than your own conscience? Oh, my goodness. Fundaman, hear, hear me now. How easily are we misled? So therefore, my question to you is how easily are you misled? 
See, I, I think those are appropriate questions here for us today, but I think it's especially appropriate right now, even as for us as a nation, where we are. I mean, we, we've got a lot of things that are rearing up, and, and it's actually just kind of confusing and mind-boggling, to tell the truth. You know, uh, I mean, over the last year, I mean, I think, you know, racism has raised itself up like uh, I actually thought things were better. But all of a sudden, things are now raising up again. And, and it just, you know, that's, that stuff has always baffled me, whether you talk about KKK or whatever, anything. Because you know, to me, it's literally impossible to hate a whole group of people. I mean, I can't hate no whole group of people, and I don't know everybody in that group, and everybody in that group has not hurt me or done something to me that caused me to feel ill towards you. My mind, the mind just doesn't even work that way. How can you do it? I think a lot of people that are part of some of these hate groups, it's called conformity. They're misled by blind conformity. That some of the people don't even believe some of the crap that they're even doing. And they don't even believe some of the stuff they're even saying, but they're being misled. They're being influenced by conformity, blind conformity. You know, you, you, think, you think realistically those three Virginia ladies that talk negative about the first lady. Come on now, let's keep this thing real. You gonna tell me not one of them people in that group looked in the mirror and said, wait a minute, you gonna call somebody else ugly? Have you looked at yourself? You look like you've eaten two tubs of lard, but you gonna talk about somebody else? You gonna think somebody didn't, didn't look in the mirror or some family member and say, hey, whoa, whoa, hold Dial it back a little bit. No, see, they're influenced by those that are around them that tell them this is okay. I'm saying that's misled by blind conformity. I read a quote uh, a couple of weeks ago from Denzel Washington, and he said, we live in a time where you don't have to be right, you just have to be first. You know, he said that pretty much, that's how gullible people are right now. And, and not influential, that's how gullible people are right now. That they believe the first stuff that comes out. Not necessarily what's right. And that's why people can post false stuff out there about you and then people will automatically lean to the negative because people are misled by what is called blind conformity. Let me tell you something, you know, a couple of personal stories about me. Look, at, I remember I was about five or six years old. Now, this is something that happened to me that, that is embedded in me and just shows you how conformity can start even at a young age. But I remember I was about five or six years old and, and my dad came home uh, one day with a colleague and friend of his from work. Guy was an Asian guy and they pulled into the driveway. And I was out there with my friends in the neighborhood and we were just out there playing and one of the guys in the neighborhood said, hey Carla, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know your dad had an Asian friend. and." Then my dumb butt, yeah, and I said it, I said it. My dumb behind as a young child, when, when my dad got out of the car, I said, hey, dad, I didn't know you had any Asian friends. Now listen to me, L listen, understand me, fundamental man. At that age, I didn't even understand what an Asian friend was. <laughs> no, let me tell you something, I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't understand that. I didn't even understand race. 
didn't look at anything like that. Children don't know this stuff unless they're taught by somebody else. So I made the comment based on some friends that were out there. And I want you to understand, my, my, my dad took me in the house and uh, had a little conversation with me, and he brought out that rod of correction, his, his belt. And uh, it left a lasting impression on me that followed me for the rest of my life, because here I was making an ignorant statement based on the crowd around me and something that I didn't even believe in and was too, uh, too, too young and dumb to even understand what I was saying. I'll give you another one. Yeah, I know we're, getting, we, we, we're going past the break, but that's all right. Let me, let me give you another one. I, when I was attending Arizona State University, in the, in the summer times, uh, what they would do is they would give the, the, the ball players jobs, you know, so that you could have something to make some money during the summer and stay out of trouble, and they keep you there for the summer to so see you lifting weights and working out and all that good stuff. Well, I remember they got me this job, the coaches did, at, at, at uh, Palo Verde uh, Nuclear Plant uh, uh, out, out there in, in Arizona, way out there in the Delta, uh, Palo Verde's new, Nuclear Plant. And I was, a, I guess it was called a construction laborer, you know, you, you just picking up crap. But man, it was 110 degree heat in that Arizona heat. It was hot out there. But guess what? The job paid for the man. It paid me $350 a week. Now, this was a long time ago. And as an 18-year-old kid for a summer job, uh, I appreciated that $350 a week. And I'm not sure that's what the job really paid, but that's that was the athletic growing rate. <laughs> yeah. Now, but but I remember I, they told me to go report in and all that good stuff. And then uh, to start work, I had to join a union, something I had never done before. I, mean, I was an 18-year-old kid, but I was enjoying that $350 a week, uh, which kept me from having to call home and going through the pain of trying to ask my dad and say, man, can I, can I get a couple of dollars? You know, so that three fifty came went a long way, and I appreciate it. So it was a, a good summer job, as I say. But now, ch- check it out. Now, I was happy on my job, doing a good job, extremely happy, no problems. Then one day, I got approached by my my boss, and he said, "Hey, look here, uh, we, we're getting ready to go on strike. The union decided we're gonna go on strike." And I'm like, "What do you mean strike?" He said, "Yeah, we're gonna go on strike, which means we're not gonna come to work tomorrow." until they meet our demands. And I'm sitting up here now, I, I can't even say on the radio what I was saying in my mind, but just, I was, I was furious from the man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is money. Every week I'm getting this check. And the things that they were striking over didn't apply to me because it was actually just a summer job anyway. The company was treating me well. But my boss said, hey, man, we're getting ready to go on strike. You know, you with us? And I conformed with the union and my boss. And fundamentally, guess what? What I later found out was that through my conformity, I actually went against the owner of the construction company. Hear me. The person who actually hired me and who was a booster of Arizona State University and the football team. He was the one who was actually responsible for me earning uh, more money for the position that I actually uh, should have been paid for. 
So let me tell you something. So, so here it is. I went on strike. And, in, and, and to make a long story short, I ended up losing my job because of that strike. Yeah, I want you to understand that now. And I had to eat some serious crow to the booster. I mean, I had to go back to him and apologize and say, man, I just had to tell him, look here, man, I did not know that I was going against you. I didn't know any of this stuff and, and had to ask him for a second chance. And what they basically did was got me a job at another at another facility with, with the same construction company. But 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 understand, I made a mistake because of blind conformity. Now, to my benefit, to my benefit, I actually had been told, excuse me, if, if I had actually been told about the job and all this stuff and, and that he was the owner and booster and all that stuff, I mean, I, probably, I wouldn't have quit. I mean, I wouldn't have went on strike, rather. Ain't no way. But how they used to do it back then is they would just basically give us a note and say, hey, you report to this particular job site. You you see this manager and you start working and you start getting paid. So we really didn't know who the, the actual owner was at the time. But I had later on found out. But here I was going uh, uh, against the person who was basically providing food on my table because uh, of a strike. I was misled by blind conformity. Fundaman, have you ever seen the uh, uh, the documentary? It's like a movie documentary out there called the Stanford Prison Experiment. I actually had it on the other night. Uh, it was an experiment, and if you have it, you'll check it out. But but it's an experiment that that used college students, and 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 it basically put them in position that uh, basically some of them were considered prisoners and some of them uh, were considered guards, dividing them up between prisoners and guards and looked at the psychology behind it and how their minds changed and their behavior and all that stuff changed. And over a period of time, even those that were uh, assigned to be prisoners started identifying themselves by their prison number and stuff like that. And, And those that guards literally started to behave like guards. It was a movie that showed us that ordinary people, when giving a role of authority, like prison guard, that they rapidly conformed to their group's norm. And, and they actually started denying other prisoners food and, and water and sleep. They started doing the same thing that the other guards were doing. And, and these were people that were actually just part of an experiment of acting in the role. See, they rapidly conformed to their group's norm. See, with, with, e- with, with even the slightest provocation, the guards were quick to strip prisoners naked. They were quick to place them in solitary confinement and minor infractions. Even in, their, in the subconscious of their mind, they knew that these weren't even real prisoners, but they were in that environment, and they adapted to it. So, I mean, they, 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 they would put people in confinement for minor infractions. The study demonstrated that uh, in the right situation and given uh, a, a social role of authority, get this from the man, even you, as peaceful and kind as you are, 
could adopt a cruel persona and exercise mean spirited power over the powerless. That's what it showed. Come on, Father Man, we've seen this at work, in the workplace. I know you've seen that where, where some, some supervisor you have, you're like, how can they behave the way they behave? How, how could they go from being our friend into totally becoming a butthole? It's because they con- they're misled by blind conformity. They feel they have to conform. Don't misunderstand me. I understand there are different responsibilities in a supervisor versus uh, someone in a non-supervisory position. That, that's not what I'm talking about. But some people can become downright a-holes, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's keep this real. Some people can be become that. And it's because they feel that that's what the group uh, norm is. That's what they're expected to do. You see, fundamentally, conformity is a, is, is a function of social roles and grouped, uh, uh, group-endorsed rules. It's not personality. Nah, social roles and group endorsed rules, membership in a social group, uh, you know, where you are bound by its rules and and can lead you to do or say things that don't reflect how you really feel uh, or, or who you really are. That's how powerful conformity is. So the question becomes, really, what do we do with it? What do we do about this? Tell you what, we've kind of gone overboard right now, so we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back, and we'll deal with the last half of this, and I'll try to give you some answers to some of this stuff. So you've been listening to uh, Fundamentals on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. We will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, friend of man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I do apologize. I just got on my bandwagon that last bit, a little bit as we deal with this subject. But I, uh, uh, I think it was important that we dealt with it the way we did and just didn't want to go to a break 
uh, at our normal time. So what we're going to do this this part is we're not even going to have another break. We're just going to carry this thing through the end of the show. And uh, but we want to continue uh, dealing with uh, this misled by blind conformity. And I want to uh, right now just give you a few things, to, you know, what you can do about it, because it's it's there. It's something that's sneaky. It's something that many times we don't realize is there. But it's it's a reality and it's fact and you need to guard against it because it could, as I said earlier, be that thing that is holding you back. You know, so so what do you what do you do? If you've done once you've done that internal analysis and you say, you know what, I do find myself uh, uh, kind of conforming a little bit. What, what do you do? For the first thing that I, I want to challenge you to do is, is simply this. <laughs> and, and I can't get much simpler than this. It's, it's fundamental. Do the right thing. Say the right thing. Behave the right way. Do the right thing. There was a movie out years ago about that. Do the right thing. Come on. We, we all have a moral compass. Uh, uh, in us that, that, that's got our conscience that tells us, I mean, we know what the right thing to do is. And, and understand, whenever you do what you deep down think is the right thing to do, see what happens is, is you release those chemicals in your mind and your brain and, and, and you raise and strengthen your own self-esteem. And the more your self-esteem improves, and rises, you re- actually reduce the risk of conformity. See, now, now understand, this is not always easy to do. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, it's not even easy sometimes to know what the right thing to do is. But, but bring this thing to focus, because keep, keeping a focus on it and doing the best that you can makes a big difference in getting results. Uh, especially in the area of reduction of conformity. Another thing I want you to do, fundamentally, is is really we've got to replace the need to please with the need to be me. Say that again, Renee. Replace the need to please with the with the need to be me. Stop putting people and groups and all these things on pedestals as if they answer, have answers for you. You know, you're capable as anybody else. See, I, let me tell you something. You know, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's how, how can you say you believe everything that one party agrees with? I don't believe everything that the Democrats stand for. I don't believe everything that the Republicans stand for. There are some things I'm conservative about. There are some things I'm liberal about. I've got a brain. There's no one group, no fraternity, no sorority, no uh, uh, political party, no organization that speaks for me. I speak for myself. And you need to do the same thing, fundamental. You are as capable as anyone out of there. So, so, so replace that need to please with just the need to be you. Learn to love yourself, fundamental. See, sometimes we find ourselves that uh, uh, when you don't really love yourself and you need that love, you're prone to conform to other groups and other people and organizations out there. But when you learn to love yourself, it actually reduces the need for you to fit in. And therefore, you're not afraid to say what's on your mind and be you. 
whether they agree with you or not. Now, I know people like to be like, I mean, everybody likes to be like and all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you something, not, not at the at the stake of me being not being me. I, I don't care that much. I'm going to be me. On this radio program, I'm, no, I'm going to say what I have to say. I want you, I'm challenging you to do the same. I want you to be who you are. Oh, Funder Man, I, I hope you all are with me today. Look here, I want you to make a conscience effort to be kinder towards other people. I mean, I want you to really think about that. Let that sink in with you for a moment. I want you to make a conscience effort to be kinder for other people. See, I believe that the majority of people in this world are actually good people. We've got some we've got some buttholes out there, but you need to understand something. Buttholes come in in every form, every shape, every age bracket and every nationality. That's why I can't dislike a group of people. Because there are good black people, there are bad black people. There are good Latinos, there are bad Latinos. There are good whites, there are bad whites. There are good Asians, there are bad Asians. There are good uh, Indians, there are bad Indians, and so on and so on and so on. Come on, let's be real. So, so what I want you to do is make a conscious effort to be kinder towards people. Because conformity many times sprouts up when we're not conscious about our actions. So if you have a strong, focused effort to be kinder to all people, it makes you less prone to conformity, which can lead to walking over people, which is not really who you are. And that's not what fundamental is all about. That's not what the funda world is all about. We're here to build up, not tear down. That's who we are. Give you another something to do to try out, Funda Man. I think this will help you there. You know, try something new. I know some people say, what do you mean try something? Try something new. Follow me on this. When you try something new, when you when you uh, challenge yourself in a small or bigger way, when you challenge yourself to kind of go outside of your comfort zone. Uh, then and, and and you succeed in, in 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 those things. What happens is your opinion of yourself goes up because you you've accomplished something different that you've never done before. So your opinion of yourself goes up, which minimizes your need and the odds of you being seduced into conformity. It, it minimizes it. You don't have that need anymore as much. So therefore, the odds go down that you can be pulled into a direction that not only do you not want to go in, but that is realistically not even who you are as a human being. Stop following, or I don't want to say following, but, but, but stop following into, more. that's probably a better word, stop falling into uh, the comparison trap, because, you know, when you when you compare yourself to others or you're playing a game, I mean, you're, you're playing a game you can't win. Get out of that comparison trap, because here's the real deal. There's always someone who has more or is better than you at something in this world. There's always someone. Look at how far you have come so far instead. This is a better alternative. 
So instead of comparing yourself to other people, what I want you to do is replace that habit with something better. Look at how far you have come. Look at the improvement you've made in your world. Look at the improvement that you made in your life. So instead of comparing yourself to someone else, you're comparing yourself to you. The focus is on you. It's on your result. Be your own best friend. And when you put the focus on you, you actually curb the appetite toward uh, conformity. Spend some time with supportive people and not destructive people. I've mentioned this before in different other subjects and stuff like that, but be careful who you associate yourself with. But I don't want to beat this uh, down, but we've done it before. But spend time, uh, more time with supportive people and not destructive people. I want to challenge you to write down uh, three things every evening. When you come home from work or school or, or whatever it is that you do, write down three things every evening that you can appreciate about yourself. This is about you. Write them down. And journal them. Because uh, uh, I want you to go back and re- refer to them. See, not only when you write these things down about yourself, you journal these things, uh, not only are they going to reduce the, the odds of conformity in your life, but the extra added benefit is that when you, down the road, when you feel uh, stress building up in your life and you need a good self-esteem boost, you already got it. It's already journaled. And you know when, never know when you're going to need that. Uh, take the conformity test multiple times a day. Now, when I say conformity test, here's, there's three things I want you to do. Here's the conformity test. When any situation that comes up, first of all, question the group. You got to ask yourself, what is this group's motives? Don't just conform. Question the group. You don't have to go along with the group. You are your own man. You're a funder man. You're fun to wear. So question the group. Question the source, secondly. If it's not a group, maybe it's an individual. Question the source. And then, you know, maybe it's your boss or something like that. So question the voice of authority. When I was that college student, I told him on my job, I didn't question my manager. I just Hey, he said we were going on strike. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. I was in the union. I got to do what everybody else did. No, I didn't have to do that. Because technically I was not hired by the, I was hired by the owner of the company and he was going to take care of me. You know, so you got to question the voice of authority because realistic, you don't even have to always follow the voice of authority, even on the job. It depends on what it is, what they're asking you to do. You're a grown man. So, so I want to challenge you to do some of those things fundamentally. I think they will help with conformity. Look here, we, we, we got, we've got a little bit of time left. And what I want to do, take a few moments, is uh, because we're not going to be able to go into our man down section because I blew through that last break. Uh, we're going to just go ahead. I want to attack a few questions that have come in because I'm getting a little bit behind in those. And I want to make sure that we deal with those right quickly. So give me a few minutes. We'll deal with that. And then uh, we'll call it a, a program. But I got a, got an email from a, a Ken from D.C., Ken says, Carl, really, really enjoy your show. And he says, as uh, it has been a great emotional boost for me as I navigate through life. Okay. He said, but Carl, I got two questions for you. 
He said, first of all, are you ever in the D.C. area? Would love to hear you speak uh, personally. And then he said, secondly, I'm going through a divorce and want custody of my children, but my friends say that I shouldn't waste uh, the money in pursuing custody because I'll lose anyway. Uh, do you have any uh, insight that you can provide? Uh, well, Ken, first of all, I mean, I'll do what I can on that. I mean, first of all, thanks for your email. Uh, as far as your first question is concerned, uh, my travels do bring me to D.C. from time to time. Uh, it, uh, it's an area that I, I actually enjoy coming to. Matter of fact, my wife and I love to come to the D.C., Baltimore, Maryland area, uh, especially during that blue crab season. We've got a spot that we go to uh, kind of towards Annapolis that uh, we'd love to just sit out there by the water and enjoy some of that uh, blue crab. So uh, so sometimes my, my, my schedule does bring me in that particular area. And what I would probably just tell you to do is drop me an email, maybe about a function that you're having uh, and some dates, uh, uh, the dates that you're having. I mean, what I'll try to do is if my travel uh, takes me to that area or close to you, I'll be more than happy to uh, show up at your function and say a few words to the group. You know, so as long as our, our the travels coincide with your dates, I'll be more than happy to try to work that in uh, with you. Uh, we look forward to it. Uh, secondly, I, uh, your, your second part of the question is about going through the date and child, uh, going through divorce and child custody. You know, look, I understand where you're coming from uh, with that and. Uh, uh, can give you a little, a little insight in that. I'll just say that, you know, uh, times have changed. Uh, uh, traditionally, women were more apt to be given uh, full custody because of their perceived role within the household. Uh, and, and, and traditionally speaking, in many cases, that probably was the best thing to do back then. But however, with the evolving role of women nowadays in society and and, and work changing roles and all of those things and, and the re-evolution of the man's role uh, that we've kind of talked about before on the show. You know, I'm seeing more and more men actually getting full custody of their children. Uh, you know, in many cases now, the courts are simply ruling in favor of the most stable uh, environment for the children. Uh, so if you're an active parent in your child's your children's life, if you're you know the main caregiver, then I say you know heck, fight like hell for your custody. Go ahead. I mean I'm, I hate that you're going through what you're going through. Don't wish that on anybody. Uh, but 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 I'm also going to say this uh, can be real now. This 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 issue is not a you against her. That's not what this is about. Uh, so make sure that whatever you all do, please do what's best. Truly in the best interest of the children. And that's the most important thing. What, who, who's the better parent to make sure that they get the best chance in life? Uh, all right, let's see. Got another question from a guy only identifying himself as OC from Jersey. OC. I don't know what that stands for, but he says, Carl, I'm rocking with you. I like that. Must be a fairly young guy. I'm rocking with you. He said, hey, with Valentine's Day a month away, can you give the fund man some advice in advance to make it special? <laughs> uh, okay, OC, look here. I don't know your situation well, but I'm going to kind of give you a little point of view, my point of view from a high up perspective. Yeah, I recommend that you buy a book to help you be a little bit kind of more creative. So uh, one's called, it's called A Thousand and One More Ways to Be Romantic by Gregory uh, Gotti, G-O-D-E-K. It's a great book for me, both men and women to, to kind of think outside the box. Uh, uh, secondly, 
I'm gonna find the man. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. My wife's not here. She's out of town. So let me let you in on a little secret. But, you know, I haven't bought my wife no Valentine's gift in years. And she's still with me. <laughs> you say, well, how do you do it? Look here. Here's what I've learned to do. Stop buying your wife flowers and candy on Valentine's Day. Go buy it throughout the year periodically for no reason. Just show up. She come home. There's some flowers waiting on her, some candy for no reason. Just one quarter, you sent some flowers to her job so that everybody can see it, that she's special, that she's loved for no reason. And see, when you start doing things like that for no reason at unexpected times, then they don't harp on when you don't do it on Valentine's Day. It's not a big deal because they know they get it all the time. See, because I've always thought it was kind of foolish that, you know, I mean, I, I understand why we have certain days and special days and I do appreciate that. But but I also think they kind of work, you know, kind of work against you a little bit. I mean, you got Mother's Day. Once a year. Well, look, here, I don't know about you, but I have a fantastic mom. She's 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 been she's been influential as far as, you know, in my overall development. I mean, I remember everything that she taught me growing up. So, you know, I mean, you want to show a love more than once a year. Father's Day. I would hope you show your dad love more than once a year. Yeah. So Valentine's Day, don't hold off to show your Valentine love once a year. Just make it more often and what you'll find, you don't have to worry so much about that particular day and the stress that comes with it. Okay, look here, we only got about three minutes to close, so I'm going to uh, see if we get another one real quick in here. Uh, Gilbert from Wisconsin says, Carl, I like your show, and I've gone back and listened to all of them. Wow, that's, that's, that's impressive, Gilbert. He said, my question is, you, really, uh, you haven't really touched on how to reignite the spark uh, in our relationships if the fire is starting to go out. Any, any future plans? Uh, Gilbert, interesting you've said that. Uh, I was talking to my team about this kind of the other day, just kind of going over some strategy stuff. And and I do want to get more into relationships and trying to line up uh, some appropriate experts uh, that we can bring on the show and, and, and talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, again, I'm going to recommend uh, a couple of books for you. You know, well, one uh, is called Romantic Mischief. Romantic Mischief is the playful side of love. You know, you and your wife, you and your wife can, can, can or, your, or your partner can kind of read through this and, and kind of learn how to get the spark back. It's the playful side of love. Sometimes we take things too serious. We make things too complicated. So we got to learn how to play again. Uh, and then the second book I'd recommend that you get is, is, uh, the best of 1001 sex secrets every man and woman should know. That's what it's called. And it's it's by that same guy uh, uh, in the first book that I gave out, uh, Greg Rigotic. But uh, the best of 1001 sex secrets that every man and woman should know. So I would encourage you to get these these books and, and, and then just hold on. We're going to bring some stuff to you uh, in the next 
uh, in, during 2017 on relationships. Hey, look here, I'm not going to have any time to go ahead and address the rest of the questions that have come in, but uh, have enjoyed our time together and the ones that we have dealt with thus far. But, but guard against being misled by blind conformity. I want you to guard against it because that's not who we want to be. We want you to stand up and be the person that you're supposed to be. So look here, uh, we're going to look forward to getting back with you all on next week, and we'll try to bring some exciting and some good information to you on next week. But until we meet again, I want everybody to have a great day, a great week. I'll say man up and man out. We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.